This is the Education Exchange with Paul Peterson. I am the Senior Editor of Education Next. Thank you for joining us on the Education Exchange. Many Americans have doubts about the value of test scores that every school must obtain for each child in grades three through eight under federal law. Do they really measure whether a school is good or a teacher is effective? Or are there other aspects of schooling that are no less important? Some people call these other aspects the non-cognitive outcomes or social emotional learning or grit or, well, there's lots of names for them, but people are beginning to think that we should really focus on some of these other aspects of what happens in school, not just academic performance as measured by test scores. Seth Gershenson is making major contributions to our understanding of the impact schools and teachers can have on some of these non-cognitive outcomes. I'm pleased to welcome Seth Gershenson to the Education Exchange. Seth, welcome to the Education Exchange. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Seth, what are some of these non-test score or non-cognitive outcomes that uh, you're taking a look at? Uh, so probably the most directly related to what we think about as non-cognitive skills uh, is a series of, of papers I've written about student attendance as an outcome. Uh, there's a, a long line of research in education about the negative impacts of student absences, and they're frequently thought of as an input in the educational process. But attendance is also a measure of persistence, of grit, of engagement, that employers certainly value in the labor market and is also probably malleable. In other words, it's probably affected by what schools and teachers do. There's growing evidence that different interventions can increase student attendance. And I wrote a paper a couple years ago uh, that looks at whether teachers themselves vary in their ability to improve student attendance. And we find that Yes, teachers do vary quite a bit in their ability to impact student attendance. And uh, some recent work by other researchers have replicated this basic finding uh, in other data sets in other schools in other states. So, that's, so let me ask yeah. you a question sure. about that. What if a teacher is absent himself or herself? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it important for teachers to be there on a regular basis? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and that, that's another uh, pretty well-documented finding. Teacher absences hurt student achievement, uh, interestingly, by about the same amount as a student absence. And that suggests that, you know, when, when either the teacher's not there or when the student's not there, uh, a, a, a day's worth of learning doesn't take place. And those teacher absences can add up uh, and contribute to socioeconomic disparities in educational outcomes because teacher absences tend to be higher in less advantaged and lower performing schools. Well, it's probably harder work there, right? It's a challenge to mm -hmm. teach mm -hmm. uh, a disadvantaged population, uh, especially if everybody in the class is disadvantaged. So uh, that's right. Yeah, and that and so that uh, there's this idea that the teacher absences there's things we could do to lessen them, uh, and part of that means lessening the burdens that lead to them. So a lot of there's a lot of talk about teachers being overly stressed and burned out. Um, so I think there's a, an argument to be made for 
building in additional re uh, resources and supports for teachers to lighten their load, lighten their burden a little bit to try to close that absence gap. Well, what are the other characteristics of teachers that are important for reducing teacher absenteeism? The teachers show up is one big thing, but mm -hmm. there must be other things as well. Sure. So a, a related, uh, related to the teacher absences, um, I've done some work showing that consequential accountability policy uh, actually increased teacher attendance a little bit. Um, if you think about this being a measure of teacher effort, um, again, this suggests that some of the education policies that we are familiar with, like NCLB, um, can actually increase teacher effort a little bit. So if you're starting uh, yeah. to test uh, student performance and the school is being expected to bring students up to proficiency, mm -hmm. you might get more effort by the teacher or mm -hmm. attendance rates will go up and they yep. will work on reducing student yeah. absenteeism. Yes, and that can explain a little bit of the uh, increased test scores generated by programs like NCLB. But um, you also yeah. find that uh, if you have a teacher of the same race as you mm -hmm. are and you're a black student, that this can have a big effect on uh, a student's uh, attendance. Yes. Uh, so this was, uh, yeah, so in terms of, so your, your question about what else do we know about teachers that matters, um, there's really two observable teacher characteristics that we know matters. The first is teacher experience, and the second is uh, the race match, or having a same race teacher, especially for students of color. And building on some work by others, including uh, Tom D. here at Stanford, we know that when black students have a black teacher, they score better on standardized test scores, uh, and they're perceived uh, by the teacher to be uh, better behaved and more attentive in class. Uh, but what we what we didn't know at the time, and what we still quite don't know totally, is sort of why that effect is happening. So one possible idea that a student of mine, Steve Holt, who is now at SUNY Albany, and I pursued was, well, maybe this is something about uh, engagement with school um, and, and increasing effort and engagement with school. So we revisited these earlier teacher race match studies, but instead of looking at test scores as the outcome, we look at both attendance and suspensions. And we find that very much in line with the results for test scores, having a same race teacher significantly reduces the likelihood that a student's chronically absent and significantly reduces the likelihood that a student is suspended during the school year. So these are other outcomes that sort of uh, in this case, line up with the test score results that having a same race teacher really matters. Is this and true for white students too? I think there's a little bit of debate about that. Um, there's some mixed findings. In a lot of our work, we we don't find a big effect for white students one way or the other. It's essentially a, a zero effect. Although some other studies have found that white students do benefit from having a white teacher. And how about Latino students? So that has not been addressed yet. Uh, although I think it's a very important question that I, I believe some people are starting to work on. But the problem or, or the reason for the lack of research there is a lot of the data sets used to address these questions 
come from states and time periods when there were just not enough Latino teachers uh, or Hispanic teachers to implement the study. So you say that the experience of the teacher is also important. Is it mm -hmm. just the difference between the first-year teacher and the second-year teacher, or does it go all the way up the line? Um, so I think, I think the, the early research on teachers suggested that the first few years were the most important, and then it sort of flattened out. Um, the first few years might still be the most important, but I think more recent research by people like Matt Wiswall at Wisconsin and Matt Kraft at Brown uh, provide pretty compel compelling evidence that teachers continue to improve over their entire career. Well, now, is it uh, attendance really? I mean, attendance sort of is a marker for something else, right? Do you have yeah. any other ways of getting at engagement or commitment or grit or whatever this concept is that we're trying to yeah. get at? So, so there are some scholars who collect, you know, very nuanced information about socio-emotional skills, and they have grit indices and things like that. But uh, rather than going that route, what we've done more recently is look at the long-run socioeconomic outcomes that really matter. Uh, and in some sense, all of the focus on test scores and attendance and grit indices, we're just looking at those things because they're good proxies for the long-run success that schools and teachers are trying to foster. Uh, so to that end, uh, education, and specifically graduating high school, graduating college, those are two of the most important things that you can do today to uh, boost your chances at being an involved citizen and, and succeeding in the labor market. So uh, in our newest work, we have identified data sets, um, survey data sets as well as administrative data sets that over a long time horizon link students to actual educational, uh, long-run educational outcomes like college intent, like college enrollment. Um, and there too, in a new paper with a group of uh, colleagues, we show that this same race teacher effect in elementary school, mind you, persists all the way into post-secondary schooling. So oh, that's, 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 that's even more interesting. So you're saying right. that if you can have a teacher of the same race, does, should you have the same race teacher every year? So uh, there's a little bit of debate about that, uh, and that's something we're still working on. But th the short answer is no. It doesn't have to be every year. Um, our, as, as, as best we can tell, and a few other data sets have replicated this, there's a big effect from just one. Uh, and so if you can have one role model, somebody that mm -hmm. actually you can identify within the school, that mm -hmm. that person, I could be like that person, mm -hmm. that might be the most critical thing. Exactly. Um, and it, and it's, it's not a magical thing. It's not uh, sort of a pure presence in the classroom. It's probably the case that, the, that there are special interactions in the classroom uh, that black teachers are well-adapted and well-suited to sort of talk and connect to black students in a, in a special way. But the, the role model effect, I think, is certainly part of it. And that, that benefit for the student comes from that first uh, one-off exposure. So uh, I've noticed uh, that 58% of the students graduating from college are female, not male, mm -hmm. and we have all these female teachers in our elementary and secondary school, and males are uh, 
you know, sparse. Uh, do you see any effect of the gender of the teacher on the performance, especially of boys? Um, a, a tiny bit. Uh, but like you said, uh, especially in the early elementary grades that we're studying, it's difficult to say with much precision just because there are so few um, black male teachers um, and, and male teachers overall. Yeah, well, I was thinking not just blacks, but mm-hmm. maybe whatever your race. Mm-hmm. Are the boys finding themselves in a female environment? A teacher doesn't really understand how boys live their lives as I, I got two grandsons and the three grandsons and, and, and two granddaughters. So mm-hmm. I'm very much aware of these days yeah, yeah. That, that you can't treat boys and girls as one and the same. Uh, so you don't see any evidence for that particularly or not um, strong evidence. Yeah, not a, not a huge amount. The, the sort of the first order thing is the same race teacher, um, regardless of the sex of the teacher. Now, in, in some of our analyses, we actually find that uh, whether the teacher is male or female, um, black boys, and especially black boys from low-income households, tend to benefit the most from the black teacher, regardless of whether the teacher is male or female. So there's a little bit of, of difference by sex on the student side, um, but uh, it's harder to say on the teacher side. So does this mean then that test scores are no longer the coin of the realm, that we should be looking at other things than just test scores, or do you see this as uh, a both-and kind of conclusion you're reaching rather than an either-or? Well, I, I certainly think that, that these sorts of results, as well as um, Raj Chetty and his group's r- results with teacher value added, we're all finding this basic result that when an intervention affects test scores, it frequently also affects the long-run outcomes that we care about. Now, does this mean we want to get rid of test scores and only look at long-run outcomes? Well, no, uh, I don't think so, because that would mean that you'd have to wait 20 years to evaluate any intervention. Um, so I like to, to view these as complements rather than substitutes um, with, with the key ad- advantage of the test scores being that they're available right away. We don't have to wait 10 or 20 years to find out if someone's working, if someone went to college. And, of course, in the case of absenteeism, you could intervene right away. If you Mm -hmm. see that a student isn't showing up for school Mm -hmm. in the first month of schooling or the first six weeks, uh, you could intervene. Now, are are schools doing that? They are, yeah. Um, I think, and especially with ESSA's, um, ESSA now allows for chronic absenteeism to be one of the school indicators. So I definitely think schools are paying more attention to this. Um, Michael Gottfried at, at UC Santa Barbara has a couple of papers that show that even within a school year, early absences predict later absences during the school year. So this kind of evidence is certainly uh, on educators and policymakers' radar. And student attendance is absolutely uh, an item in an early warning system to sort of identify students at risk of having academic trouble or at risk of having home trouble or things like that. And what kind of interventions uh, have been shown to be effective? If, if a school does mm-hmm. get this early warning, what can they do about it? Can they, can they just sort of say, oh, oh, or you know, well, yeah, what are the actions they can <clears throat> take? 
So I know uh, some schools have sort of um, redesigned and reimagined their transportation support system. So uh, providing busing and things like that uh, can improve attendance. Uh, some schools and some districts in North Carolina, I know, have a rule on the books where if a student is absent a certain amount of times in a certain time period, the teacher is mandated to call home and, and have a chat about, about attendance. And that's a really sort of light touch, easy intervention. Um, similarly, uh, Susanna Loeb and some others here at Stanford have been doing work with the power of text messaging or nudging uh, students to come to school. So this, these nudges that you can send out over text message, um, uh, a slightly more involved phone call home from the teacher in response to a couple absences, um, there's a lot that, that schools and teachers can do uh, to get this on parents' uh, on parents' radar, because uh, parents are really important in supporting attendance, especially in early elementary grades. In the community schools uh, program in New York City, they've been trying to find a mentor for a student who mm -hmm. is identified as a chronically absent uh, child. And they will, it could be a school official or it could be somebody from a community organization, but they try to uh, pair them up and they claim that they're getting some positive effects. I don't know if you've heard about that intervention. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know about that particular one, but I've certainly heard about sort of similar mentor-based programs. Um, and I, I think for the most part, for what I've seen at least, they, they are effective. The one thing I would say compared to the interventions I mentioned is that they're also much more expensive than the, the nudge solutions that are um, text-based or phone call-based. Um, but the mentoring is absolutely important. Um, and I think that that comes back to the, to the paper we talked about a few minutes ago, um, which is that having a same race teacher uh, increases attendance. And in a sense, that's the, that teacher is a mentor, and that teacher makes it easier for the parents to, to buy into the school and sort of uh, increase parental involvement and things like that. Well, this is important work that you're doing, Seth. Uh, thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange. I've been speaking with Seth Gershenson, Professor of Public Policy at American University in Washington, D.C. Uh, thank you, Seth, for joining me on the Education Exchange. Thanks. This was fun. I am Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. Please join me every Monday at noon when our weekly podcast is released on the Education Next website.